This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now, evangelist Adam Borden. Psalms 124, isn't it good to be in church tonight? If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The first verse of this chapter in 124 has this familiar phrase, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, I don't know where I'd be and I don't know who I'd be if it had not been the Lord who was on my side. And you can say the same thing tonight if you'll be honest. If you'll look back through your life and you'll go back through the history of your existence and you can look back at the times when nothing else would have turned out okay if the Lord had not been on your side. The uncontrollable elements of our life, the aggressive adversaries that we face, the particular people that we are to Him is all important, but I want you to notice this. There's needful discipleship that must take place. Notice this in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. We heard it preached here, and we've heard it preached a thousand times, but when the, the disciples... And Jesus, they fed, Jesus fed the 5,000. And after that, the 12 loaves were left over. And then Jesus sent the disciples out onto the ship to go to the other side. I think it very interesting that in verse number, it's in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, it says this, Jesus constrained his disciples. He was not unaware that there was going to blow up a storm on that sea. He was completely aware of what they were going into. And yet he constrained them and says, you have to go through the storm. And Jesus on the hillside praying saw them toiling in the water, toiling in the waves, toiling in the wind, and just went out walking to go see about them. Now Mark's account gives a different angle, Brother Howard. Mark's account says this in Mark chapter 6, verse 48. He's walking across the water and he would have just passed them by. That's what it says. He would have passed them by and just walked on over to the other side. Let me just say this. The God who is on our side knows where we're going. The God who is on our side who sends us on a path that looks like a disaster is just confident enough just to walk on through it and say, I'll see you right over here after a while, boys. Now, we know that's not how it all ended. But if they had not cried out unto him, he'd have just been standing over there waiting, saying, what took y'all so long? He knew they were going to make it through the storm. The uncontrollable elements of our life look like the end. But for those who are on the Lord's side and for him who is on our side, that storm is just a pathway to him again. Notice this last thing. Verse number six through eight. I really got excited last night when I read this verse again. 
Look verse number six through eight. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. I like this phrase right here. The snare is broken. The snare is broken. And we are escaped. The snare is broken. Here's what the help from heaven is. Not only is he on our side, not only does he love us, not only is he going to stand with us through the adversaries, not only is he going to stand with us through the natural elements, but he is not only going to bring us through those that lay the traps, he's going to break the trap. The snare is broken. The snare of hell, Brother Earl, is broken. The snare of sin is broken. The snare of despondency is broken. The snare of discouragement is broken. Everything that comes against us to bring us down, God has broken. Amen. Y'all ain't enjoying that as much as I am, but I'm enjoying it a lot because I got a lot of snares in my path. I got a lot of things I'm stepping out on faith for and I'm just hoping there's not a bear trap right there. But this word tells me that the trap that was laid for me, God is broken. The snare is broken. That's the help of heaven tonight. Notice this. The help from heaven. I, I turn over, let me give you a few little things and we'll, we'll get out of here on time. Boy, I didn't make that 20 minutes for $20, but I'm doing pretty good. I asked her if she'd give me $100 for 100 minutes. She didn't think that was a good deal. Turn over to Micah. Turn over to Micah chapter 2, verse 13. Micah, page 947 in your Schofield. Chapter 2, verse 13. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it and their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. He calls the Lord the breaker. I believe I'm going to start praying like this. Breaker, breaker, one nine. <laughs> I believe when I get in trouble, Brother Earl, I'm going to start getting my prayer like this. Breaker, breaker. Mm. I like that. That's going to help me for days. That may not do anything for y'all, but I love the fact that my God has broken the snare. He broke in, in, in Micah chapter 2, if you were to study that out, that whole chapter in verse 13, he broke down the wall of captivity for his people. We don't have to be in the captivity of sin, amen? Many of you remember what it was like to be captive by your sin, to be in the prison of your addiction, to be held down and shackled down by sin, but God has broken the bonds because he was on our side. On our side. He's broken uh, down the wall of captivity. Ephesians 2, 14. He broke down the wall of condemnation. He said, I'll give you peace. And then over in uh, uh, Mark chapter 14, verse uh, 22, he broke the bread and blessed it. He broke down the wall of miscommunication and gave us communion with him. When that veil of the temple was rent and all that was opened up and free access unto the Father was given unto mankind, he broke down that wall and gave us communion. He's the breaker. I like that. He has broken the snare and that is the help from heaven. He said there's not any temptation that has befallen you but such as is common to man. But will with the temptation make a way of escape. 
There's nothing that our mind can conceive. There's nothing that the devil can place on us that God has not given us an escape route away from it. An escape route. And not only that, the trap that was laid, he has broken in pieces. Man, I love that. It's our help from heaven. I noticed something in this as I was reading these first two verses and I began to think about it and I thought about that old song, Miss Julianne. That song Gordon Jensen wrote says, If it had not been for the Lord on my... That's too high. <clears throat> Side. It says... The song says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. But those two verses right there say it differently. Those two verses say, if it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Now, I believe God's math is very important. Amen? God, hey, I knew I was going to get amen from Brother Howard on God's math. By the way, brother, brother, I got a little tidbit for you there. You probably already know this, but some of y'all know. In, in uh, between John chapter 14, I believe it's verse 35, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, verse 23, 24, and 26, this same phrase is used five times. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Five times. But I believe God's grammar is just important as God's math. There's some versions of the Bible. I heard an old preacher, Brother Robert Smith, Dr. Robert Smith, one of the greatest black preachers or any preachers around. You look him up, he's something else. He teaches at Samford University in Birmingham and pastors a church in Cincinnati, Ohio. He flies back and forth on the weekends. But he preached a message on and it was he was showing the difference between King James Bible and some of these other versions. And he showed in there, I can't remember, I couldn't recall it today and put, pulled it up. But he showed where in the King James God put a period and the other versions put a comma. And it made all the difference. God's grammar is very important. Amen? Because this is the living word, the written word, Jesus Christ, you hold in your hand, the written version of Jesus Christ. It's very important how that's worded. God knew what he was doing. You Bible scholars will know this. That Hebrew language, that Greek language, they will put phrases out of order within a sentence in order to draw, draw attention to the most important part of the sentence. Not like we do in English. In Spanish, they'll put adjectives at the end. Sort of, sort of the same type of thing. But I thought it was very interesting, Miss Pat, that the Bible said, if it had not been the Lord who was on my side, and then I got to thinking, who else would be on your side? And I thought about who wrote it. It was old David that wrote it. David knew exactly what it was like to have nobody on his side. You read into 1 Samuel, when he's on the run from Saul, he has no communion with Jonathan, his best friend. His wife is done giving off to another man. The king of the Philistines has done kicked him out. He's got no body. David knew exactly what it was like to have nobody on his side. But he also knew what it was like to command armies. He had men. He took 300 in that cave of Adullam, those distressed, those deaded, those downhearted, and he took them and made them into his mighty men. He knew what it was like to have men who would die for him, who would lay down their life in battle for him. 
So the question arose in my mind, if it had not been the Lord who was on my side. Now, y'all just go home and think about this one because I'm not done thinking about it myself. But who is it that we think we've got on our side? My wife, I trust implicitly. She's on my side. But what if she'd have died from that cancer? The next two people in my life that I trust the most are my parents, Lloyd and Deborah. I depend on them. I depend on them. But they're not going to be here one of these days. If it had not been the Lord on my side, where is our dependence is the question I leave you with. Because friends will walk away. Amen. The security of employment is fragile at best. We know that, don't we, brother? Hey, religious leaders. I heard another word today about another one who was messing around on his wife. At the end of the day, it better be the Lord on your side. I love every one of you. I love our church family. All my church life, I hate to even say this out loud. But there's great unity in this church. I know everybody probably doesn't all want to get, get along just exactly right, probably. I understand that. But what a blessing that I don't dread coming to church. What a blessing that I don't have to worry that my kids are going to see somebody getting off. But if it had not been the Lord who was on my side, where would any of us be? Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you've going to do. I thank you, dear Lord, that you've always been on my side. Part of being on my side, Lord, is when you have to get me back in line. And I appreciate that. Lord, I want to be on your side too. Lord, I I love my friends. I love my family. I have people I depend on. But God, you are my ultimate dependence. If it had not been for you, Lord, I wouldn't have made it. If it's not for you, God, I won't make it. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with Evangelist Adam Borden.